0: hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the open to alchemy podcast i am here with tatiana franklin she is a Prana healer and life coach has an amazing story and experience and i'm so grateful for you to be here and share with everybody hi and thank you so much for having me here delighted
1: to be speaking to you today
0: oh me too kind of want to just start by explaining to people who aren't familiar with pranic healing, what that is and maybe how that modality came into your life.
1: Yeah, sure. So pranic healing is based on prana, which is the energy that is readily available to all of us really and it uses different colors the colors that you can borrow so to speak from each of your chakras and so pranic healing really has two components to it one of them is scanning the client's chakras to see what state they're in because some chakras need cleansing some others don't based on that i cleanse them as needed And the second component to pranic healing is then the energizing. And that's where protocols come from. Pranic healing is based on many, many, many different protocols for physical ailments, emotional ailments, mental ailments, you name it, really. And so based on this specific specific protocol, I go in. um, It's like following a recipe, really. And, you know, I, I cleanse what is needed and then I energize what is needed.
0: So do you do that through a Reiki style technique? Is it visualization? Do you do it in conjunction with the client or does it happen like in your energy field?
1: Right. So I, as the Pranic Healer, I am the channeler Mm. of the energy. And for instance, let's, let's say that you come to me for migraines right? So there is a protocol for migraines that calls for the specific cleansing and energizing of the chakras that are associated with someone having migraines. So for instance, let's say I'm working on your solar plexus, right? And so I use the energy from the crown chakra, which is violet prana, and violet prana is extremely cleansing, and it it, it can break down negative energy, it can break down deceased energy, it can break down many, many types of energies that end up causing the migraine, right? So when I am channeling the energy, I purposely and intentionally channel that color prana for me to be able
0: to energize your solar plexus with it. Wow, that is, it's so cool. It's like, I guess an advanced version of color therapy. Yeah, yeah, very much
1: so, very much so. Definitely advanced. But
0: it seems accessible in the sense that it's very empowering to be able to, I guess, more intimately be involved in your own healing. Oh, absolutely.
1: It is definitely accessible. I mean, anyone who wants to learn this can.
0: So is it the philosophy that all of the physical symptoms or ailments Mm -hmm. we experience have an energetic root to them?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so so it kind of goes both ways, right? Because for instance, You know, there's several things that by the fact of one chakra or two chakras being congested, that will manifest into a physical or mental or otherwise ailment. At the same time, whatever is going on outside of us will also impact the health of our chakra. So it really goes both ways.
0: So do you, as a healer, do a lot of daily clearing, I imagine? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> what kind of practice do you have for that? Very much so.
1: Well, I I learned Pranic Healing from Master Stephen Co. That's the name that
0: I've heard, yeah.
1: Yes, he's amazing. If, if you have not heard about him, I urge you to look him up. He's amazing, amazing person. And so... He he does meditations, daily meditations. So I I like to follow along with those because I, as a as a channeler of I have to keep the pipes clean so that I can help the best all the people. So I, I definitely follow his meditations. I also do self-pranic healing on my own. I mean, you know, we're all living a human experience here, so you know, the the body's prone to accumulate stress, anxiety, worries, you know, things like that. So I definitely do a lot of self-prone healing.
0: Mm, It feels like it's so nourishing. And it's such a good reminder to me because even I've, I've really had a shift in the past few weeks of continuing to remind myself that my practice and my channeling and meditation is is such an integral part of my daily self-care and that it's not an extra, it's not a bonus. It's really the same way that you drink enough water each day. I've kind of Had that shift and so it sounds to me like what you do is also just like so nourishing and just like this really critical part of of your daily routine almost.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is critical. Self-care is critical. And the funny thing is that, you know, for us of us in the healing arts, we tend to be like, oh, I'm okay. I don't need it. Right. (laughs) We're the worst
0: about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, it's like doctors not going to the doctor, right? So it's kind of like the same way, you know, of course, I feel tempted to, you know, not be as regimented about it. But, you know, you, you have to give yourself a lot of grace. And, you know, if you have a busy day, It's okay, you skipped it, you know, that day. It's like skipping the the gym for a day, the world's not going to end, you know, just get back to it the next day.
0: Yeah. And so how did pranic healing come into your, your sphere of awareness? Because I've heard of it and I I know that it is gaining popularity, but it does, it doesn't seem like it has so much overall mainstream awareness.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I, I personally wasn't aware of it um, until in 2018, I went to see Tony Robbins, and Master Co was one of the speakers, and, and he worked, you know, I, I think it was in that one, I think it was about 12,000 people through this uh, very powerful uh, meditation of Twin Hearts, and I had never experienced anything like that. I. I believe I had a like an out-of-body experience where I truly connected with my higher self. And I was like, I mean, at the, by the time I was already a Reiki master and I thought, no. this is my next step. You know, this this is what, what I need. Like like my whole body, my whole spirit were pointing me very clearly to learning pranic healing. And so a couple of months later, you know, I was uh, on the West Coast <laughs> learning with him.
0: Wow! Yeah, how is the Tony Robbins thing? I have never heard him live, and I know that I don't know if I if it's polarizing, but I think there's people in different camps about him. How did that? Oh, how was sure, that experience? Sure, for
1: you? sure, sure. Well, for me personally, it was one of the best experiences I've had in my life. You know, even just as a person, right? But as a life coach, you know, he definitely (laughs) spoke my language. But even like I said, just leaving that aside as, as a person, as a human being, embracing change and embracing your full potential. I mean, it was, it was magical, magical. You know, from the moment he steps on stage, the energy.
0: Yeah. It's His like he's energy. channeling himself. He's channeling. It's incredible.
1: I believe that. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just getting goosebumps talking about him. You know, he's, he's such an amazing spirit, an amazing human being. And so the whole experience is very, very purposeful. Like every, you know, from the most music they play in the background, everything is Is perfectly aligned perfectly picked you know there's nothing that hasn't been decided with intention Mm. and hearing him speak I mean I could hear him speak for hours he's an amazing storyteller and you know the the stellar moment of that time that that I spent in his seminar was he made us walk through fire right
0: oh wow
1: yeah and it was, it was such a spiritual experience for me mm-hmm. because he preps you pretty much the whole day for it. The more you go into the day, the the more the energy intensifies in terms of you being prepared for it. So, you know, like, like I said with intention, like he knows what words to say. He knows what visualizations to have you do. He knows everything to prep you um, to go through that experience. And so... There was a moment I remember vividly, again, 12,000 people in the same space. I was able to go into a deep meditative state for about 45 minutes. At the time, I only thought it was like 15 minutes. I realized I had been, quote unquote, in that meditative state for 45 minutes because I looked at my watch later on because I thought, hey, he was just talking for a couple minutes. In reality, it was 45 minutes where he was you know, building the the energy, you know, prepping you for it. And then by the time you get outside, which at this point was like one in the morning. Okay. You go outside barefoot and I'm like five one. So, so I was in the, in the middle of this like sea of people and I couldn't really see, you know, much beyond the people in front of me because we were all like trying to get in line to, you know, walk on fire. And I couldn't see until I was there. Wow. And, and so when I was there and it was in front of me, this person asked me, are you ready? And I said, no. <laughs> and he was about to like pull me to the side. Cause if you're not ready, you won't go. And I said, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. And I took a breath and I said, okay, I'm ready. And I walked and I did not feel a thing. It, it happened so quickly. It, it felt like nanoseconds to me. And by the time I was done with it, I felt exhilarated. I felt a level of joy that it was like superhuman. Mm. And I didn't want to look at my feet because I was afraid that if, I, if my, my human mind connected to it, it would kick me out of whatever state I was in. So I didn't look at them. And later on, when I was back in the hotel, it was like three in the morning by then, I looked at my feet and I had prints of the coals at the bottom of my feet, yet wow. yet I had zero injuries,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, and I was like, oh my God. And the next day when I was talking to people around me about the experience, and this woman said. Yeah, I actually I actually got blisters from it, but I, I didn't realize until much later because I was, you know, vibrating so high that I didn't notice. So, but I didn't get anything. It just the prints from the calls, which was amazing. And it was an amazing experience.
0: So what does that teach you from, you know, from the lesson from the human life that you can get through anything that it's all mind over matter, or is it that we're not even really here? (laughs) Right,
1: right, right. Well, I remember thinking right after the experience and for the next few days, if I can do this, I can do anything, right? And it's just getting to that state where you truly, truly believe that you're in control of your life, that you are the designer, of your own story
0: Mm. it's so good and for those of us who have not had that experience I think that we can still find that and I do think that there are people who are more more desiring to have those kinds of experiences whether it be the challenge of running a marathon or a sales goal or you know some other sort of physical tangible way that you are proving to yourself that you can accomplish something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, you don't have to take it to the extent of walking on fire. You know, it 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 could be going through a divorce. It could be learning to be a parent. It could be you know, finding your purpose. I mean, all those things require you to really tap into your inner power and, and realizing that you're not your fears, that you're not your limiting
0: beliefs, you know? Mm. And so how does the pranic healing fit with the life coaching? Did those come in separately or was there a linear path to that evolution?
1: right so i i have a life prior to being coach a coach and a healer i was working in advertising
0: mild mild thing
1: <laughs> you know i'm finding that a lot that a lot of a lot of us in this
0: field are coming from there so maybe there's there's something there but i oh absolutely i think there's an there's a spirit there's an energy there's a community Absolutely, in like the advertising, marketing sort of media. Yeah, I 100% agree with that.
1: Okay, wonderful, wonderful for that validation. Yeah, so I was there, and at some point, I just knew that that wasn't my path for the rest of my life. I knew there was something more. So I started digging and looking, you know, asking the universe for, you know, answers, point me to the right direction kind of thing. And I found coaching, so I became certified with IPEC. And immediately after that, actually, while I was training, I met um, this woman who was teaching Reiki. So I became um, a Reiki master. Initially, I did it for myself, you know, to be able to handle my stress, you know, things like that. But then after that, you know, the path kept growing and, you know, I want, like I said, I want to see Tony Robbins, you know, Met Master Co. I was like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. And, and now I feel like both the healing and the coaching are ultimately the sides of the same coin, right? Because I, I think they're both the ultimate goal of, of pranic healing and coaching are really, For us to be healed in whatever Mm. aspect we need healing you know i have clients who strictly want coaching i have clients who strictly want healing and i have clients who want both and you know i
0: think they do go hand in hand definitely i mean it feels like just a very holistic way to approach someone's existence you know it's like we're not compartmentalized of oh i'm just this or i'm just this but it's like looking at this whole ecosystem of of (laughs) of our energy fields (laughs) yeah yeah and and and, you know the thing is that it
1: For me to see myself as both a healer and coach, I mean, the switch wasn't immediate. You know, I I like to tell people that I was a healer in the closet for a little while because I I wasn't um, ready to admit my gift, you know? And, And the thing with that has come from me saying, okay, I am a healer and a coach, right? Or I'm a coach and a healer, like I I am both of them. The the amazing blessing that has come with that acceptance is that, you know, during my healing session, at the same time where I'm following a protocol and I'm helping someone with whatever their needs are, now I'm getting messages from their loved ones who have passed or from their guides. And that has been really an amazing and wonderful surprise. Mm,
0: That's so cool. Yeah. So... What I hear you saying is that the more you stepped into your truth, the more you felt empowered to really claim this, this wider identity, the more that things started happening to reaffirm that place.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think it, it all began with acceptance, right? and in allowing you know Mm -hmm. when we allow for processes for things to happen without so much resistance i mean there's there's miracles that happen when we put ourselves in that allowing
0: so how do you for somebody that's listening that maybe isn't in the place that they want to be at from a spiritual perspective from an emotional perspective how do you start to look at yourself in that different way, from a place with more self-compassion, from a place where you're, you're reframing and you're really allowing, surrendering more? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's two aspects to you know, creating change in baby steps, right? One of them is being curious because the energy of curiosity is is simply letting a door a little bit open and see what happens, right? And then the other thing is trust, right? We tend to want to know, okay, when is this gonna happen? When am I gonna get there? When am I gonna be able to run a marathon? When am I gonna be able to lose 30 pounds, right? We wanna know the exact day and time. I want the
0: answer and I want it now. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) And I mean, that can get in the way. So to be able to trust that it will happen without necessarily a, you know, timestamp,
0: a date stamp, that is super powerful. Yeah. And to really trust that it might not look at all like you thought it was going to look And that I think is one of the hardest things for people because they have this, this vision that they've built up in their mind based on their family, based on what they've seen on TV, based on some childhood fantasy of this is what it's going to look like. And then along the way to making sure that happens, there's all these amazing, beautiful, incredible things that could pop in that are more aligned or take you on a different journey or a different way to go around and sometimes we can just put blinders onto that and the thing that you really truly want is sitting right there for you but your eyes are moving towards something that maybe you don't even want anymore yeah
1: yeah and and I think what kind of makes that an issue for us often is our assumptions right we think like you said that It's supposed to look this way. It's supposed to feel this way, you know, and if it doesn't match exactly that, then we lose interest and then our momentum goes away.
0: Mm. So when you are in something and you're, you know, you had mentioned you were sitting in the Tony Robbins and you had already been doing life coaching and, and Reiki, what does it feel like to have that clarity that pranic healing was the next step for you? What does that getting clear feel like for your body?
1: It was, it was like the ultimate intuitive experience. It's like knowing with all your being that this is your next step and, and that was it for me. I was like, I, I just need to go on my phone right now and figure out, you know, when is Master MasterCo's next class? You know, when do I schedule? When do I buy my, my ticket, my airplane ticket to go see him? I mean, and, and I think that's true for anything that truly aligns with our higher selves, with our higher purpose. If you notice, the things that have been meant for you will automatically fall into place and there will be zero obstacles in your path
0: when that so it was this this lighting up this desire to take immediate action on it and some sense of alignment or it just feels like it's flowing
1: yeah it's flowing and, and and there's zero obstacles to it you know think about the times when perhaps you thought you wanted something and no matter how hard you tried, it, it never happened, right? And and I think ultimately, if, if you think back to situations like that, you know, if, if you're honest with yourself, perhaps that wasn't the best thing for you. And then there was a reason why it never uh, transpired. But with things that are truly aligned with, with yourself, with your purpose, with your spirit, there will never be obstacles.
0: So it sounds like you, really are in the philosophy that if it's easier, then that is a sign that it is in alignment versus this idea that, you know, maybe it's not the right time or that it's a test. Or I know there's a lot of different manifestation things that come up where people, I don't know if it's they don't want to surrender to this idea that they had in their mind or If it's truly that they just feel so strongly about it that they know they're gonna get it no matter what.
1: Right. I mean, I don't wanna put defined labels on everyone else's experience because, you know, there's definitely purpose behind being resilient and, and, in, in trying and uh, doing your best to accomplish your goals but for me personally it felt like a very flowing very resistance less experience and you know i, w- I feel very aligned to it
0: thank you for sharing that and for explaining that and and i think it's just so important for people to realize and to and to really embody that it can look and feel differently for everybody And so I love that you shared what really resonates and feels like alignment for you. And it's such a unique individual thing. And so thank you for for clarifying that. I wanted to ask about how you knew that it was time to take these feelings, these lessons, these learnings, like, for example, with the Reiki, from a self-practice into something that you offered as service, that something that went into a business, because I think a lot of people are maybe at that stage now where they've got these learnings, they've taken classes, it's something that they feel it's beneficial to them. And then they don't know whether they should or how they should move it to the next step. Right, right, right. Yeah. So
1: with Reiki, I... You know, I was casually sharing with friends that, you know, I had become a Reiki master and they were interested and they started asking for sessions. And I remember vividly there was this session with a lady who, you know, she didn't necessarily have an intention in mind for wanting it, she just needed it because she felt a lot of stress and anxiety in her life. And so I went ahead and had a session with her. And during this session, I could tell that something happened within her she she had a a physical almost reaction to the energy at at a specific point during the session and i just made a mental note to talk to her about it afterwards and i did and she mentioned that during the session she didn't know why but she recalled a repressed memory from her childhood where she had experienced physical abuse and you know she talked about it and you know i i Um, through that with her and shortly after she developed throat cancer and uh, when I heard that I thought that there was a connection right the throat chakra with repressed emotions you know something very traumatic that happened and she overcame it she's cancer free she's been cancer free for years and I just thought Wow like there's there's something here, right? It's not just woo stuff. It's this is this is real. And it always stuck with me, that experience that she had. And so I became open to offering it to people. And you know, by the time I heard Masako, I mean I think my spirit was really ready for something super intentional and super powerful. And so, you know, by now I'm I'm fully open to being a channeler for people's healing.
0: That is such an incredible story and kudos to you for having such grace to be able to hold space for something that is so traumatic and such a heavy experience. And I think that a lot of times people think it's just all going to be, you know, light and and fun. And the truth is that there are a lot of heavy days in this oh, yeah and this type of work and so wow what a powerful experience to kickstart or, or help move you along the path that you were able to to do that and then also yeah with the throat cancer that's incredible Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: yeah and and she's living her best life now I mean
0: yeah you know so was it in your opinion there's this trapped or stored trauma that that needed to be released and yeah
1: what I what I believe happened was that obviously part of her knew that she needed that session right there's no I like to say that there's no coincidences in life so she manifested this session for herself and you know energy healing is very powerful and I, I believe that you know there was a reason why this repressed memory that she even was surprised to remember came up and you know like we were talking at the beginning of the session you know there's a reason for ailments they're all related to the chakra so that's why I said that I thought there was a connection with the third chakra because there's definitely a lot of emotions, repressed emotions or, you know, just emotions in general associated with the throat chakra. I mean, it could have been any kind of cancer, right, but of all, of all cancers, it was mm-hmm. throat cancer. And, and the fact that she was able to overcome cancer, which unfortunately not a lot of people are able to do that, but the fact that she was able to do that tells me that there was a whole process to what happened to her.
0: And do you think that we can store pain physically from past lives, also? I think there's a connection.
1: You know, recently I started getting curious about akashic records. Yeah, oh, I
0: love the akashic records. Yes, so cool. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I believe we do carry some of it into our different lives.
0: Yeah or like fears, like certain yes. experiences. I mean, right. I, I, I feel like there's no question that in a former life, I was either drowned or buried alive or went off a cliff. I, I, I have those, those visuals. I have that mm-hmm. fear and, and for no reason in this lifetime. So I'm just convinced that it was something previously, but I've never, I have not done a deep past life regression, although right. it does keep, keep percolating. So maybe one right. day. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's it's all amazing stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's so, it's so cool. And I, coming back to what you said earlier about approaching it with the curiosity and just being open to it, that there is just so much that we don't know and that we don't understand and that we don't have to. It's connecting with what feels true to us is is the value, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It all starts with being open, like open to alchemy. Right.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the plug. <laughs> so how do your messages come through when you are in session? Do you... Have knowings, visuals. I'm like always so curious about what um, people's gifts are.
1: Right, right. So they will come in the form of messages that I hear. If it's a message, it will be very defined. It will come in the form of visuals. You know, it could last a few seconds, but again, they're very vivid. As of late, a little bit of sensing right? Like smelling things. Mm -hmm. And then, then a lot of, so for some reason, the female energies like to come on my left. Oh, uh uh-huh. And the male energies on my right. Right. And so I will, I will feel a very defined presence on either side. And so I'll know if it's a male or female and, and then, you know, they'll, they'll point me to to a visual or to a message or or they'll somehow I'll experience like a memory. Like, for example, if someone's grandmother shows up, they'll show me them being in a certain way, like being protective or being worried about someone. They'll, it will look like a little movie. So and then when I share that, it, you know, it's some point.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you how clients receive that information. I feel like from my experience, and my process was that I was holding on to stuff for a long time, or I didn't really recognize how I knew the information. It felt like, well, this is something they know too. Before I was able to, you know, study it and spend the time to really understand my gifts and discern and also not even understand them as much and just like you said be open right right
1: well it was a process for me too because to be honest at the beginning i wasn't trusting myself to you know be able to get those visuals those messages those sensations right so there was a learning curve with myself to even understand what was going on and You know, at the beginning, I would say things like, you know, I don't know if this will resonate, but here's this message, right? But now I don't even say that. I just say it. And, you know, 99% of the time, the client will relate to it.
0: Right. And also that you're the vessel. So it's not, doesn't have to make sense to you or for you to interpret. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, I think, a big step is to say, I'm just passing this along and I don't have to take ownership of of what it means or it's just being that vessel.
1: Right. Right. Even even things that I would categorize as, you know, what is this? Why are you showing me this? Like someone eating a strawberry jello, right? Like why is they this is why is this important? Turns out that, you know, it was a very special moment between someone and their grandmother where they yes. would make strawberry jello together and, you know
0: <laughs> Yeah, I love that you share that because that was one experience that I had kind of early on, it wasn't strawberry jello, but it was a tomato. And I was mortified. And I thought to myself, I cannot tell this person that I'm getting the image of a tomato. This means nothing. This makes no sense. And then I was like, okay, Lauren ego, get out of the way. Right. And it turned out that it was such an important thing that it was a longstanding family joke, that it was undeniable that it was her mother that was oh. visiting and sharing this and that the uncle and it meant everything to yes. her and i was like okay message received like yes, i don't yes, need yes. to experience that again i now truly get from the, like you could not come up with a more obscure <laughs> thing right. than this tomato and thank you for just showing me yes that that's all yes. i needed yeah absolutely absolutely and it also is just like it can be fun. It doesn't have to be this heavy message. I think that's another misconception that a lot of people have is that if somebody were to come through or if they were to connect, it would be just so, so heavy, so weighty, so intense. Mm -hmm. And I don't find that that's the messages that I get. I mean, sometimes it is, but often it's just lighter and loving and supportive and and encouraging, and it doesn't have to be something to be afraid of or worry that it's going to trigger so much emotion.
1: I agree. I I agree that you know people, not everyone obviously, but some people have that fear that oh, what if I'm told something that I don't like or that I don't want to hear? You know, in my case, it has never. I've never had that experience
0: yeah I haven't either I really haven't and even things that I felt again that were like this feels like a lot to share you know I once had an experience where I sat down you know via zoom connecting with someone and immediately dropped in why so sad why so heavy Mm -hmm. something like that and I was like I can't share that that feels very invasive like I just am connecting with you you know it was really the first thing that came in and within minutes she said I just feel so sad I just feel so heavy (laughs) it was like Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it is what they are wanting to hear yes absolutely the
1: times that I have felt things like anger anxiety stress sadness it has been from the client not from a loved one that's not here
0: right and do you feel things in your body like with the with the pranic healing is it sensory for you in the sense that do you feel somebody's heart chakra in your hot shot ch- or are you feeling it like are you scanning their body separate it's both i mean
1: i am scanning the chakras and i am able to just from the process of doing that, I'm able to pick up on things, but sometimes I do feel it on on my physical body.
0: Yeah. And how do you separate from that? How, what is your disconnection process like? (laughs) Um, So for instance, in pranic
1: healing, you know, the teaching is that your spleen is prone to absorb negative energies. And so anytime that I felt my spleen you know anytime that i felt like a slight pressure or you know a little pain there i know that there's some energies trying to (laughs) get into it right some negative energies and if i'm in a session i'll just you know i'll just mention at the end that that's what's going on and you know in most cases they'll relate that they're experiencing that as well
0: how do you get into your body so intimately to be able to feel your spleen (laughs) (laughs) because I can feel my my chakras and I can I can sense from a physical standpoint often you know I feel sentient so I feel something in me which which is telling me something what's happening with the other person but But you have a whole next level of, of body mechanics going on
1: right and and you know i i think the more open i am to it and the more accepting i am of it i mean i i feel that it keeps developing to be honest with you so i mean it is it is a learning curve for me as well going through these sessions because there is no session alike and some sessions will have a lot of things for me to report some sessions will have less of them some will be more visual some will be more you know, message-like or image-like. So it just depends.
0: Do you feel like you're living your dream, job, passion? It feels like you are so living in your purpose.
1: I am. I absolutely love what I do. I really do. I, I experience so much gratitude for being able to be a channel for my clients.
0: It's such a beautiful gift that you, that you found that you were open to, that you allowed to come in. It's so special. And I'm so grateful that you are able to share your experience. And I think that, you know, it's funny, I'm sort of doing this deep dive on my ideal client and who I really want to serve, who I really want to help. What I keep coming back to, and again, because I have that marketing background and I'm a manifesting generator in human design and I have such a strong work, creativity, you know, that's just the way I'm wired to have it all combined that I really feel like my gift is to help people find their purpose and connect with their calling through the work channel. If Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's people who are here to do that through relationships, through health, through romance, through, I mean, so many different ways. Yeah. But so for me to see you really embodying that is such a beautiful, it's just a perfect reflection of what I would want all of my clients to feel is what you're experiencing.
1: Right, right. And, and I like to follow up with my clients, you know, after their sessions and the responses that I get are, you know, beyond what I could ever even guess, right? I mean, because from their perspective, it's so much different, right. you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes they come for something very specific and they end up getting all these messages that you know they didn't really anticipate getting and they're so thankful so you know it's just a it's just a whole circle of gratitude and i think you know it's beautiful
0: i love that i love that and thank you again for also pointing that out because i think so often we do this work any work any job Mm -hmm. any anything and you see it from your perspective, obviously, because right. that's your lived experience. And then we don't always get the feedback. We don't always get to know what happened. And I totally agree that, you know, when I when I do hear feedback later or, you know, even for people that predominantly do things online, it's just a reminder to everybody, people appreciate knowing what, <laughs> knowing what you're doing and to comment on people's posts and And I feel like I try to go out of my way to make sure if something connects with me and I get healing from it, feel meaning for it, it pings something in me, like, I'm going to let you know, even if you're a stranger, like, I will message you and say, this was meaningful to me. Because we we put out so much energy and content and everything. And sometimes you're like, hello, is anybody getting this? (laughs) You know, if you don't work on the one-on-one client side, you're really like... Is anybody else? Yeah. Is this on? (laughs) Right. Is this thing on? So PSA, if you are touched by something, let the person know. Right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: It has been such a delight hearing all about your incredible gifts and experience. And I'm so grateful that you took the time to share with us and the audience and, and really open people up. I think that this is going to, without question, spark new levels of understanding and an expansion for people so tell everybody where they can find you so you can
1: go to my website tatianafranklin.com you can also find me on instagram at the underscore healer underscore coach and i also just launched an etsy page Oh, very um, cool yes with that also adds to you know the healing and the coaching and all of that where i create my own crystal jewelry so actually you can find it on my website as well but if you want to check it out on instagram you can go to at citrine underscore prana to find out more about it
0: oh that's so cool i will definitely check that out and you are a Virtual Center for Love and Light Practitioner. So there's classes that you teach monthly on there as yes. well, right? Yeah, I teach uh, one class a month. That's amazing. Okay, I will definitely link to that. Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse at Open dot to dot alchemy that's open the word to alchemy or at my website open to alchemy.com see you next time